Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. John, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. What can I do with your face? What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. Like I said, I want to maybe could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. What a wonderful weekend it turned out to be. After, uh, what was that, about a week of rain? I think they had the Ark uh, in Manhattan last week. It was really something, wasn't it? But uh, but now we've got a wonderful weekend. I hope you're enjoying it, and I hope you've got your sunscreen on. What is this, the first day of, uh, is this officially the first or the second day of summer? I guess it's the second day. So uh, you're out here, you're on the beach, you're listening to the radio, and uh, you've tuned into What's Your Wrinkle? And what is the show all about? It's about you. Yes, it's about your wrinkles and about your jowls and your nose that's maybe too big and your ears that protrude and your turkey that are too big or too small or just droopy or your belly. Yeah, you get the point. This is the Plastic Surgery Show. And this is a call-in show. And the phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. Been doing this show for an awful long time now. Every Saturday evening, I'm your uh, education. I'm your entertainment. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll learn something from the show. All right, this is the show about you, and because it's the show about you, we're going to talk a little bit about, in fact, a lot about sunscreen this weekend. Because it's the beginning of the summer, you need to learn the facts about sunscreen. So I'm somewhat of an expert, and I, I create a product for you. And, in fact, those of you who will call into the show will receive a bottle of Daytime. Daytime is a sunscreen. It's also a skin protector with niacinamide. And it's an SPF 20. Actually, it measures 23. But on the label, it says 20. We have to round down. We can't round up. You can say 23, but who understands what that is? So we've got daytime bottles going out to callers this evening. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. Give me a call if you've got a question. And what are fair questions? No, not cardiology. I don't want to answer things like that. I'm here to answer your questions about plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, skin care, your appearance, things like that. And it's a broad topic, so uh, go ahead and give me a call, 800-321-0710. But we do have a pretty big show planned for you tonight. Sounds like Ed Sullivan, doesn't it? We've got a big show, and uh, we're going to talk about sunscreen, yes. We're going to talk about the procedure of breast lifting. It is very popular this time of year uh, because those of uh, you who are my patients, you know who you are. The teachers, the nurses, the financial uh, people, the college students, 
People who have a, a little opportunity to take some time off right now are having breast lifts. It's a, such a popular procedure, so we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to answer your questions, 800-321-0710. So now, first, let, let's get into the sunscreen. Oh, I, I did want to tell you, uh, those of you, I guess it's a little early, but I'll announce this again next week, July 5th. Write that down, July 5th, going to be on Channel 5 in New York. We've taped it already, so it's it's in the can, as they say, so I know uh, what happened. Uh, but July 5th is, uh, is a, a, a Good Morning New York. You've all watched that show with uh, Rosanna, and uh, wonderful show. I'm on it, and we're talking about sunscreen and the risks and the benefits and all different things. It's it's really quite a good show. They've got a very special July 4th show that's airing on July 5th. So you want to catch me on that. If you haven't seen me on TV, uh, you know what they say, the face made for radio. But uh, here we're on uh, television this time. So July 5th, and I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. So what about sunscreen? You know, there are many things that people just simply don't understand with sunscreen. But there's been a lot in the news lately this year, in fact, quite a bit because the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, uh, clarified what rules they are going to make for sunscreen. You know, the sunscreen, um, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. The very first sunscreen was PABA, P-A-B-A. It, it stands for a big, long chemical term. Uh, but that came out, I believe it was 1948, I think, and then 1949, something like that, right around there. Uh, the SPF scale came out. So that first sunscreen preceded the SPF scale. And what did it do? It let people go out into the sun longer without getting burned. It was paraminobenzoic acid. That's the name of the chemical. It was the very first one. Well, it was in the news this week or two weeks ago because finally, can you imagine this? After how many years uh, later is that? 69 years? Something like that. 70 years. The FDA is talking about banning it banning it, along with another one called trolamine. There are actually 17 sunscreen agents out there. That means ingredients that block sun that are approved by the FDA. Only 16 are in common usage. Now, two of those are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. They're the ones I talk about all the time. And in fact, uh, that's what uh, the zinc oxide is in my daytime that uh, callers will receive today. What's so special about it? Well, the FDA has said that only those two sunscreen agents, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, are considered safe. How about that? After all these years, you've been using sunscreen that you thought was safe. And, you know, I'll be honest, the FDA has not said that the others are unsafe. But what they've said was that they have not proven to be safe. So you can read between the lines. Uh, the only two that they say are safe are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And why are the others not considered safe? Well, that's because they get absorbed into the body. And there was a paper that was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association just a few weeks ago. And it looked at four of those, those uh, different sunscreens. And they showed that if you use them at the levels you were supposed to use them, and that means you're supposed to put one ounce on your body. That's the level. If you use them at that level, they were toxic. How about that? So the recommended dosage of those four different sunscreens, and, and they're four complex chemicals, uh, you know, the avobenzone, that's one of them. You know, you won't remember all the, the names, and I'm going to simplify this for you in a few minutes. Uh, but 
the fact is that they tested those four and probably, but not definitely, the other clear or chemical sunscreens, everything except zinc oxide and titanium dioxide will also be, but we don't know this for a fact, but I believe all of those will reach toxic levels if you use the proper dose. Isn't that something? So that's what the FDA is looking into now. They want more studies. They're going to ban two of them, PABA, P-A-B-A, and trolamine. That's the other one, so you won't see those. Uh, they used to be in many, many, many products, but the uh, companies have gotten the message over the last few years, and they're only in a few dozen products. And my bet is that those companies are scampering now to, uh, to change the ingredients because once the FDA has this final rule, they've proposed this regulation now, but once they have the final rule, they'll be banned. So right now, you, yes, you can still use them, but why would you want to if the FDA is saying they're going to be banned? So the other ones, the intermediate ones, uh, not uh, PABA, not trolamine, uh, those are the ones that the FDA wants more information about, and that will be coming, and they'll have a period of several years. But you know something, as I say, where there's smoke, there's fire, and if the FDA is now saying what I said on the Dr. Oz show about five years ago, and you can still watch that, that is the clear or the chemical sunscreens, everything except zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are simply not safe, why would you want to use them? And so what do they actually do? Well, they're called endocrine disruptors. Oh, too many big words, right? Endocrine disruptors. But what does that mean to you? All it means is that they interfere with your hormones. They get absorbed into your body. Now, let's, let's think about this for a minute. What drug do you take in ounce quantities? Think about this. If you take a Tylenol, it's 500 milligrams or 325 milligrams. An aspirin might be 81 or 325 uh, milligrams for aspirin. Uh, you know, the antibiotics might be 250 milligrams or maybe up to two grams. But remember, there's 28 grams in an ounce. So what is an ounce? You might take antacids in ounce form. You know, that ounce quantity. That's possible. That's about the only other thing other than sunscreen. But the recommended dose of sunscreen for sunscreens is one ounce. That's a lot. And you might also say, well, well, how bad could it be for you? You're just putting it on your skin. You're not eating it. You're not injecting it. Let me tell you a little bit about physiology. Oh, my God, the eyes glaze over. But seriously, when we put things on our skin, it, if it's a small molecule like these substances are, like they have to be for to be a sunscreen, it gets absorbed into your body and it bypasses your liver. It goes right into the bloodstream. It goes to every organ in the body. When you eat something, when you eat anything, it goes into your gut, obviously. It gets absorbed through your intestine, and the first thing it does, your body knows there's lots of toxins out there that you might eat if you're foraging 10,000 years ago and you happen to find a berry. You don't want to die eating a single berry. So what happens, that berry goes into your gut, into your liver, the components of it, and it gets detoxified by your liver. That's how we evolved. We did not evolve to put things on our skin. It just doesn't happen in nature. Think about this. What do you put in on your skin in nature if you're uh, if you're a human 10,000 years ago? You know, I got my 23andMe uh, uh, back. I, I don't know if any of you have done that. And it turns out I'm I've got a very high Neanderthal component in me. <laughs> My wife reminded me that, uh, of course you do. She knew that. But regardless, uh, you know, we're evolved animals, but we evolved to detoxify things that we eat, but we did not 
evolved to detoxify things we put on our skin. So when we put, when we put things on our skin like sunscreen, it's not necessarily good for you. It goes to all the organs of the body. We're going to take a short break. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. The phone number 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. We're going to talk more about this when we return after these words. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skincare really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skincare, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge. And that's real. Daytime with niacin protects and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products for $65 plus shipping. If you use the WOR2019 code, go to drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? We are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. I'm here to answer your questions. I'm here to educate. I'm here to maybe entertain just a little bit and to keep you safe when you go into the operating room. That's my job. All right, we've got a bunch of calls on the board, 800-321-0710. Let's go to Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi, Dr. Perry. Um, I was listening to another program. and Don't uh, believe it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> um, another plastic surgeon, and they he had made reference to um, – the procedure uh, vaginal rejuvenation and how that can be used to help or improve with urinary incontinence. And I wanted to know what your professional opinion is. Oh, boy, do I have a professional opinion on that one. All right. So, so this is a very interesting topic. We haven't mentioned it all that much on this show because I think it's, I'm going to get right to the punchline. It's so inappropriate for plastic surgeons to be doing this with, with maybe a few exceptions. There are a couple very, very well-trained plastic surgeons uh, that have uh, kind of made a specialty of this, but the average guy or girl 
out there shouldn't be going near this procedure. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So it's vaginal rejuvenation, and there are two different types of machines out there. One is a, a laser. The other uses a basically a electric current. And the goal, the idea, is to to cause a controlled burn of the tissue inside the vagina to tighten it. Uh, so that that's the goal. That's uh, vaginal rejuvenation. Uh, now, as far as the urinary uh, issue, that's even more specialized that no plastic surgeon should get involved. Now, I feel very strongly that plastic surgeons and all doctors should do exactly what they're trained to do. And I can tell you that the last time I did a pelvic examination on a woman was during my internship. Okay? And I can tell you that the average plastic surgeon in the United States, probably with some very few exceptions, has not done a pelvic exam since their internship and has not understood or studied vaginal or gynecologic pathology or physiology or really even anatomy for the most part. So what on earth would a plastic surgeon be uh, doing vaginal rejuvenation for? Uh, if anyone should be doing it, it should be a gynecologist. But I also have to tell you that the FDA came out with a statement about two or three months ago that said not one of these machines that's out there is approved for this use, and they warned everybody, whether they're a gynecologist or a plastic surgeon, that we shouldn't be doing it. How's that? So I got up at, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never one to, uh, to be kind of quiet. I got up at the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery meeting about a year and a half ago in Los Angeles and at the Emerging Technologies Conference that we have every year, New Things, and I made these points. And uh, I, have, I hate to say, and I'm sorry to say, that I was basically told by uh, the people in the committee that, no, no, plastic surgeons are okay to do this procedure. <laughs> so for one thing... A long, long answer. One thing, plastic surgeons, in my opinion, with some exceptions, and I do know a handful of plastic surgeons that have done some special training in this, very different from the average plastic surgeon, uh, they can do this. Uh, if it's FDA approved, which it's not, that means there's not enough publications to support the use of it. Uh, so one, plastic surgeons shouldn't be doing it, and two, no one should be doing it. So that's, that's my opinion. Uh, why are the machines out there? Um, why did Willie Sutton rob banks? Oh boy, how mm. could I say that? That's that's my opinion, Jacqueline, and it is uh, some opinion. And <laughs> I don't make friends when I make these when I uh, state these opinions, but I tell the truth. Well, I appreciate it because I've listened to you for a number of years, and I had confidence in you, and that's why I wanted to ask that question of you. It sounded a little odd to me. Uh, but looking for a solution to a problem like that, you know, sometimes you're in a desperate situation. So I really appreciate your answer. Okay, so here's what I would do if I were you. I would see a urogynecologist, so not a plastic surgeon, a urogynecologist. They are the doctors, they're gynecologists that ha or urologists or, or a cross between the two that have done a special training in exactly what you're talking about. Those are the doctors that would have a sensible and carefully chosen medical solution to your problem, not the guy that just goes to the uh, goes to the meeting and buys the hundred twenty five thousand dollars machine to bring in more patients. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay? I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on W O R three eight hundred. Sorry, eight hundred three two one. 0710. Let's go right to the next call. Gracie, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi, Dr. Perry. How are you? I'm uh, very good. It's a wonderful weekend. 
It is, honestly. Um, I have one question. Um, what's yes. the good, I'm 68 years old, uh, I'm starting to have jowls. I hate them. I don't want no surgery. Uh, what's a good uh, wrinkle cream, moisturizing wrinkle cream? Because there's some of them on the market I heard about, and they say they pull up the jowls, and about six months you'll notice a difference. But it could be just height. What would you say? What's your experience, okay. and what's now, the best one? All right, so here's the disclaimer. I have a line of skincare. You might have heard the advertisement. So take what I say with a grain of salt, but I really try and be honest and, uh, you know, and, and understanding that I, I have products. And, and first of all, moisturizers don't do anything for jowls. And, in fact, vitamin C, vitamin A, things like that don't do anything for jowls. And get ready for this. Nothing that you can put on your skin in a cream can do anything for gels. Not mine, not the next guy's, not anything. Regardless of what they advertise on the radio, sorry, it can't happen. The skin creams, there are ingredients, which I have in my nighttime. Uh, that's my nighttime skin cream. It's actually a serum. Uh, vitamin A and vitamin C, those are the two most potent things, ingredients that can help wrinkles. But they're not going to help your gels at all. So if you do not want surgery, what can you do other than surgery for your jowls? Uh, there are a few things, and one of those is Althera. It's not a skin cream. Althera is high-energy-focused ultrasound. A lot of big words. What it is, it's sound energy. And uh, I'll give you a little, uh, a little primer on energy technologies in plastic surgery. So there's a lot of different things that actually create heat in the skin. Uh, and why would you want to create heat? Well, when uh, someone is exposed to heat, maybe a little bit of a burn, uh, I don't know if you've ever lit the pilot light, that's for old timers, and got a puff of uh, smoke and maybe a little flame in your face, or maybe you have an outside barbecue and, uh, and you lit it and you had let the gas go on a little too long before you lit the uh, match or or uh, pop that little uh, igniter that went out on my grill last week. So uh, you get this little flash of, of flame. And the observation was made in the early 1960s that people who had very superficial burns of their face, when they healed, their wrinkles were better. And the reason for that is the body uh, actually shrinks skin if it's burned. So there's all sorts of technologies that grew out of that observation. There are chemical peels, there are lasers, there are... Um, machines, all of which cause a controlled heat injury. And the one I like the most for jowls is called Althera, and that's sound energy. And it's sound energy that we beam underneath the skin and we heat up the tissue, and it actually shrinks a bit and generates new collagen, and it does work. Uh, it doesn't work immediately. You get some, maybe 10% of the effect immediately, but it takes about three or so months to see the effect of Althera. Uh, if you have really big jowls, and if you're very old, how old are you, by the way? I'm 68, yeah, and I'm really okay. thin, so I don't have a big face, you know? So, so that's good. So you're actually in a favorable group for Althera. Uh, so in the beginning, Althera is actually nine years old now. I've been, I've been doing it since 2010. Uh, I was one of the early people. I'm usually not the first guy to do a new technology, but it made a lot of sense to me. So Althera has been around for nine years, but in the beginning, we didn't know who it was best for. So I did old, young, fat, skinny, you know, didn't matter. And then we all found out that it works best if you're younger. And believe it or not, 68 is younger. 85 might be older. 
Uh, and also, if you're thin, it worked better. And, and the reason for that is because it tightens a set amount with each treatment as opposed to a percentage. And if you understand what I'm saying, if you have a set amount and you have less, then you get more of an effect. If you had a set amount but you have a really big gel, then you're just not going to see a lot. So the best results I've had are relatively thin, relatively young people, and that means under 70. Uh, isn't that nice to be called young under 70, by the way? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One more yeah, question. There you go. Is there, is there a short, I heard of a short stitch facelift that goes near the ear. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I have uh, done that and stopped doing that procedure twice now. So about 10 years ago, there was something called a thread lift. Uh, thread lift was uh, a stitch that we placed underneath the skin. It had little barbs in the thread, and it sounded so good. And in fact, I actually helped a company create a product uh, that competed with the thread lift, and uh, they never brought it to market. And the reason they didn't is because the data came out that showed the thread lift failed in 100% of people by one year. So that was sort of gone for a long time. And then about two years ago, different products came out. So the InstaLift was new, and I started doing that. InstaLift sounded good. It was uh, similar, but it had some real benefits, I thought, that the ThreadLift from 10 years ago did not have. It was a dissolving stitch as opposed to a permanent stitch, so if you had a problem, it would go away. Uh, also, there were these little cones that we put under the skin and pulled on them. It made more sense than the barbs. And I enthusiastically did those procedures and found the result that everybody else seems to be finding that it also doesn't work. And a publication came out about six or eight months ago uh, that looked at this new generation of these, these threads that you're talking about, that I'm talking about, and it said that, yes, high complication rate, 100% failure rate by a year, uh, and the recommendation of this paper was don't bother. So, you know, I try and follow science and what's, what's real and what's reproducible in studies that are published. And uh, sometimes we do get fooled and we start doing procedures that sound good and maybe the early studies are good, uh, but then it turns out with time that they're not so good. And that's another one that I no longer will do. So the threads, uh, I used to say the thread lift is threadbare. They're all threadbare now. They, it just doesn't work. So to to do what you're talking about it does require a facelift and there are all sorts of different types of facelifts i do what's called a short scar facelift i make an incision uh, a sideburn incision in front of the ear uh, and then go down in front of the ear inside the ear for a very short distance and about a quarter inch behind the ear it continues some people call it an s lift uh, a lot of different names for it but it's a two-layered facelift so that means we lift the skin and then we lift the jowl in its own layer and then we uh, go into the neck and tighten the bands of the neck and remove some fat. It's a great facelift. It's what probably most plastic surgeons in the United States now do. It's called the uh, SMAS. That's its name. You don't have to know that. But it's a SMAS facelift, a two-layered facelift, short scar facelift. And it's a very effective facelift. I'm doing one on Tuesday. I do one almost every week. Uh, and it's a really nice procedure. All right? All right. Thank you, Dr. Perry. I appreciate it. All right. I, I hope uh, I've steered you the right way and probably away from uh, those threads. Well, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. Do not touch the dial, as they say, because there's a whole half hour left. There really is. It's a great—I've got so much planned to talk about. I need a couple hours, Noah, but we'll be back after these words. 800-321-0710. We'll be right back. 
Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skin care, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge, and that's real. Daytime with niacin protects, and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products, for $65 plus shipping if you use the WOR2019 code. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? We are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. If you're just tuning in, if you're crossing the George Washington Bridge and you're stuck in the traffic and you're spinning the dial, well, stop right here. This is where you want to be. You want to listen to this show because everything else on the radio is terrible right now. Can you? It really is. <laughs> I listen to a lot of radio. I know what's out there. And, uh, you know, of course I'm biased. I do this show. The phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710. I'm glad Mark Simone's not opposite me anymore. When I was on uh, WOR, was it five, six years ago, Mark was on another station, and no one listened to me because you've got to listen to Mark. He's the best on the radio. You know, so now that he's on this station, we're on the same team, listen to him every day and me on the weekend. It's all good. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about <laughs> Noah's laughing. A little bit more about sunscreen. So I, I did get an email during the break, and I always wonder, just call the show. But, uh, you know, they said, uh, well, what is that about one ounce being the dose? That's all the email said. Well, yeah. So in order to put the correct amount of sunscreen on your body, you need to use a full ounce. And a lot of people try and make it kind of last. You know, a lot of sunscreen is pretty expensive. So, you know, skimp a little. But as it turns out, if you skimp, you will not get the ultraviolet protection. So you need to use the full ounce. How do you know what a full ounce is? Well, no one's going to bring a shot glass with them to the beach. I, well, that, <laughs> that may not be true. There might be some shot glasses on the beach. Uh, but an easy way to do this is to use a bottle cap, either from a bottle of soda, although most don't have it anymore, or a bottle of beer. Is that allowed on the beach? Or how about a, uh, a water bottle? That's okay. And you take those bottle caps, and if you fill up the bottle cap with sunscreen, 
you need one half a bottle cap for your face. That's what you need. So a half a bottle cap covers your face. You need one bottle cap for each arm. One. And you need two bottle caps for your chest, two bottle caps for your back, two bottle caps for your lower extremity, which means your thigh and your leg. And that's it, each one of those. And if you add that up, it comes to about an ounce or so, and it's the right amount. And how long do you think it takes to put this on? And they've actually studied these things. There are scientific studies that looked at, they, they said, okay, you need to put an ounce on, do it just the way you do it normally on the beach, put your sunscreen on, and how long should it take you? It turns out, the, believe it or not, the right time is 4 minutes and 15 seconds. <laughs> And, and they found that people who rushed, they then did not put enough on. And what they did was they looked at the bodies with special scanners to see just how much was on your body. Uh, and these are bikini-clad uh, models. And so what happened was if you, if you did it in like two and a half minutes, you missed 11 to 20% of your body. And if you took that full amount of time, you got it on uh, the right amount. So it is kind of interesting. You can't rush, just in a relaxed way. Go ahead and put all that sunscreen on. You need a full ounce. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? Let's t go to uh, Margaret. What can I do for you? What is your wrinkle, Margaret? Um, thank you for being such a great educator. That's what I thank consider you. you. <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. You know, you spoke about zinc oxide and titanium oxide as being approved for the sunscreens. I'm a crazy nut about titanium. I read the other ingredients on every vitamin bottle, and if I see titanium in any form, I won't go near it. Isn't titanium a dangerous metal to be involved with, whether it be on the surface of the body or in the body, of course? What no. do you think? No, no, because so here's, here's the, uh, the story with titanium dioxide. It is not absorbed in the body. Okay, there are minuscule amounts of the nanoparticles. So let's talk for a minute about these. These are rocks. That's what these things are: zinc oxide, titanium dioxide. They're rocks. They're minerals, and they're ground to progressively smaller and smaller rocks. And the big ones are very inexpensive. And those are remember the lifeguards would put this zinc oxide stuff on their nose and go out there, and they could be there all day long, and their nose wouldn't burn. Mm -hmm. Uh, but who does that? You, you know, mothers might put that stuff on their kids because it's very inexpensive and the kid can't complain, but you would not put that on your body. So uh, about 15 or 20 years ago, I actually know the guy who got the patent on the micronized, the small particles, and then the nanoparticles, really, really small particles of zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And it turns out that the, the micronized ones are pretty good. They're the intermediate size particles. The small particles become invisible on the skin. Now, why do they go to those nanoparticles? Because they're even more elegant on the skin. But there is some controversy with the nanoparticles uh, more so with titanium dioxide than zinc oxide. There are there's some data that shows that you get a little bit of tiny amount in the body with the nanoparticle titanium dioxide. Very and and that's very controversial because some studies show no. So the the answer, but that's not harmful either. It's very harmful if you breathe it in, which is why I don't like sunscreens that are inhaled. And people say, well. 
who inhales them? Well, if you spray those on your body and you can smell it, you've just inhaled them. And that's not good. They're, they are not good for the lungs, that's for sure. So you don't want to have these enter your body in that way. But on the skin, the difference between zinc oxide and titanium dioxide and all the other sunscreens are those, the mineral sunscreens, zinc and titanium, stay on the surface of the skin. They do not get absorbed. They simply reflect the ultraviolet light, just like the paint on your house does. That's titanium dioxide in paint, by the way. So that's what you want to use. It's much safer than the clear chemical sunscreens, all those other things, paraminobenzoic acid, avobenzone, and the list goes on. They're all chemicals. You need a chemical, chemistry degree to even just be able to pronounce the names of those chemicals. All you need to know is that the two safest ones are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And if you're concerned about the theoretical risks of titanium dioxide nanoparticles, they're all labeled now. And the companies, they want to say that non-nano is a component. That's what you want to look for. Okay? Well, yeah, that's quite a good uh, explanation. And you always are, as I called you, a wonderful educator. I think you're honest in addition to everything else and logical. But... Um, I still wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it if I saw so titanium. But well, that's okay. Me. So, so now hang on a minute. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue with. It. Just like, by the way, uh, on July 5th, I had this discussion on uh, on Good Morning uh, New York. So you want to tune into that. And I argued with a dermatologist, and I think she was mad at me after the. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I don't pull any punches. And and here's the thing: you 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 need to use a sunscreen if you go out in the sun. If the UV index is over three, if the that's the key thing. You want to look at the UV index every day. It's on the radio. It's on the internet. It's on every weather broadcast now. They give the UV index, and that's a very useful number. It's a very complicated number. If you really look to see how they get it, you don't even want to know. It's satellite-derived. They use the ozone layer and the cloud cover and the height. and I mean, you can't even imagine, but it's very complicated, but they distill it down to one number, and that's all you need to know. And if that number is over 3, and if you're out in the sun more than 20 minutes, then you need sunscreen. Period. End of discussion. So then you just have to decide which sunscreen you want. Do you want an endocrine disruptor or do you want something that sits on the surface of your skin, doesn't get absorbed and reflects the light? That's that's as simple as it is. So uh, it's all they're all FDA approved. You just have to uh, <laughs> kind of make up your mind, uh, you know, or you can stay in your house all day. But you don't have to do that. The sun's good for you to a certain extent. Would you say the zinc oxide could do the same thing without being an endocrine disruptor? It's zinc oxide is not an endocrine disruptor and yes it does. It is the best the single best sunscreen. It's why I have it in my products. It's the single best sunscreen because it does not get absorbed in your body and it has the broadest spectrum of all the sunscreens, which means it covers UVA and UVB. Those are the two dangerous uh, UV radiation. The third one, UVC, is completely filtered out by our atmosphere. All right, I hope I've answered your question, Margaret. And yes, you. so you have as wonderfully as you answer every question, but I will stick with zinc. Zinc is wonderful. I well, take it for I, my eyes. I, I, I do it for a well, lot of things. I like zinc better than titanium dioxide also, but for different reasons. Aesthetically, it is less white than titanium. So here's a story. This is an absolute true story. I'm going to, I'm going to take you back 
about 10 years when I came out with my very first sunscreen called uh, Natural Block. With do- with, I almost called John Greenhut Dr. Green. Doc, he's not a doctor. John Greenhut is from New Vitality. And I created all those products for New Vitality. And I created Natural Block. And, uh, and it was my first sunscreen. And I wanted... A, a good mix of zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. So we introduced it. I sent the first a batch of bottles to Mehmet Oz, who's a good friend of mine. And he was out, this is a true story, he was out playing tennis uh, and he put the natural block on and he called me up in the tennis court. He said, Arthur, this is, ter- <laughs> this is terrible stuff. I said, what's wrong? He says, I turned white. And what happened, these are the things that happen uh, sometimes, what they say, out in the field as opposed to in the chemistry laboratory. Uh, when he sweated, when he was playing tennis, uh, the salt in his sweat combined with the titanium dioxide, and it did something I call it. It was it's called it precipitated it out, and it ghosted him. He looked white. So I went to John Greenha and I said, "We we have to pull this product." And you know, it's very expensive. It's like fifty thousand dollars to pull the product, but he did it. He's a very upstanding guy, and we reformulated it because of. <laughs> Mehmet Oz's remarks and made it uh, just zinc oxide. And I haven't looked back since. I don't put zinc uh, titanium dioxide in my products for that reason. But but it's safe. It just is an aesthetic thing. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't you didn't expect that you. story, did you, Margaret? No, did I really Noah. didn't. But you were you're, you're a wealth of information. You truly are. And I again say I think you're honest. I think you really weigh the situation very, very well before you start talking. Thank you so thank, much. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Grandma, uh, th- thank you very much. Mom or great-grandma almost. <laughs> I appreciate your call. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. We're going to take a short break. We've got another segment. I've got so much to talk about. Stay tuned. 800-321-0710. We'll be right back. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skin care, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skin care reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge. And that's real. Daytime with niacin protects and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products, for $65 plus shipping if you use the WOR2019 code. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. 
Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. So a few minutes ago, I was... uh, Going down memory lane, talking about my old products that I did for New Vitality, uh, they preceded my current products, which uh, are things like daytime and nighttime and clean time and soft time and others to come. Uh, the sunscreen up ahead is going to be called Sun Time. It's a nice name. That'll be an SPF 30. Uh, but it, it, I mentioned John Greenhut. Remember, John is uh, was head of New Vitality. Now he has a different company, and he's got a great product now called Plexiderm. So I want to talk a minute about that. Now, it's his. It's not mine, uh, but I wish it was mine. I'll tell you something, because you've probably seen the dramatic results on television. I saw the commercial about a a couple hours ago. Uh, He's got a new set of commercials out there. They are spectacular, and they're real, but, you know, I'm a skeptic. If you listen to me, you know that. And so I called John when I saw the the first commercial about a year or two ago, and I said, you know, send me some of this stuff. I'm going to try this on my wife. And so I did. It's a true story. Uh, My wife's little bags underneath her eyelids. She told me she didn't want her eyelids operated. I don't know why, but she didn't. So uh, I tried the Plexiderm on her eyelids, and it did just what you saw in the commercials, the commercials on television. What it does, it dries. It kind of cures on the skin. Now, this is not skincare. It's not like my nighttime. It is more like a makeup because it's it's a substance that's made from... Uh, shale clay. It's actually a silicone material, which is uh, in most rocks. And uh, and it goes on clear. And as it dries, the bags under your eyes seemingly disappear. The wrinkles seemingly disappear. And you say, well, Dr. Perry, I thought you're an upstanding guy. How could you say this? It's makeup. As soon as you wash your face, the wrinkles are back. This is not, you know, this is not a magic uh, bullet here, but it does make you look better. And I know many celebrities and honestly, I really do, who use it on television before they go on, and they use it every single day. Eventually, I'll get them into my office, and we'll fix those wrinkles. But in the meantime, it's Plexiderm. Well, John's given me a phone number for you to call. It's an 800 number, and you get 50% off the Plexiderm. You, too, can look like those celebrities, but hopefully not the ones with these giant lips and the eyebrows that are half... Oh, I won't won't get sidetracked there. Okay. Anyway, 800-925-9963. 800-925-9963. You get up to 50% off the normal retail price. 800-925-9963 for Plexiderm. Yeah, that's one of my pet peeves. What some of these celebrities do, their lips, they get bigger and bigger. They look like sausages, you know, those knockwurst at uh, at uh, Coney Island. You know, it's just, what do people do? I, I can't figure it out. My goal as a plastic surgeon is to make you look normal, not, uh, you know, like these, I don't know. I, I don't know what people are trying to do anymore. It, uh, it I get people that call me up. And they say they want to uh, do this, and I see them for a consultation. I tell them I'm not going to do that. Here's, in fact, last week I saw a woman. She, she, I did a breast implants about 15 years ago, 
And now she, uh, her breasts are sagging, so we're going to do a lift, and we're going to take out her implants and put new implants in. And she said, you know, I sent my sister, this is a true story, I sent my sister to you right after I had my augmentation by you the first time, and I, I actually did not remember. Uh, she said she had implants in. She came to me to have larger implants put in, and I told her, you know, I didn't think it was a good idea because she was really big to begin with, and if she went bigger... There was a risk that it looked bad. They could even extrude. So the sister who's coming to see me again now said, well, she went to someone else. And the reason I am back to see you 15 years later is because you told the truth. And she went to someone else. He put in these really big implants, and they actually extruded. That means they came through the skin. They were exposed, and she needed multiple procedures to try and fix this disaster. You know, I give my best advice. Some people take it, some people don't, but I don't compromise. And if, uh, if I think you're asking for something that's potentially dangerous or not going to look good, I'm simply not going to do it. All right, we were talking a little bit about uh, sunscreen. One more little tidbit uh, about sunscreen. Do you know how much uh, sun uh, UV light is blocked by an SPF, SPF 15? Take a wild guess. Any hands? I don't see anyone. That's because we're on the radio. SPF 15 blocks 93% of ultraviolet B rays, 93%. And that's pretty good because what that means is it allows you to stay in the sun. The average person who might get a little bit red in 20 minutes with no sunscreen can stay in the sun for a full five hours with an SPF 15. That's what it's all about. So now what about an SPF 30? All right. We talk about this on the show, and, and we want to err on the conservative side and say, okay, if you're going to the beach, 30. But an SPF 30 blocks 97%. So we've gone from a 15 to a 30, and we've stepped up from a 93% blockage of the ultraviolet rays to 97%. And that means you can stay in the sun for up to 10 hours. But let's be honest. How many of you go to the beach and stay in the sun for 10 hours? I bet you there's a couple. You know, you go to the beach, there's always someone that's been there and they're the last person uh, to get off the beach. I know who you are. I guess you need the SPF 30. But the average human being who goes to the beach for two hours or three hours or four hours, based on the data that the companies have supplied, that the FDA believes, and that I believe, you can simply use an SPF 15 if you're going on the beach and not going to spend 10 hours. So, you know, there's a lot of mythology out there. There's these SPF 30s and 50s and more. Uh, it's it gets crazy. Now, one of the things, though, is you have to have good quality sunscreen because you remember that one company, I won't, I won't mention the name, but there was that one company a few years ago that they marked the sunscreen at a certain SPF, and all these little children were getting burned to a crisp. And I looked at the ingredients. I knew exactly why that happened uh, because they didn't use enough of the active ingredient. They used something called boosters. Boosters are non-FDA-approved sunscreen agents, and they give you an SPF, that's correct, but they don't block ultraviolet A, and you can still fry on the uh, on the beach even with uh, pretty high numbers. So it's got to be a good quality sunscreen. That's another reason I believe in zinc oxide. If you've got zinc oxide, then you've got a very good product. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Have I mentioned that property in Highland Falls yet today? I don't think so. Very quickly, I want to mention Bobby Fallon. She was on the show, was that last week? 
great guest. She's a realtor from Highland Falls, New York. She was talking about two properties in Highland Falls. She told me they're still available. She's had lots and lots of phone calls because of this show, and thank you. Uh, but give Bobby a call because it's 58 under our park. It's a spectacular property. Looking over the Hudson, they lowered the price, she said, to 539000 something like that, which is if you look at the New York Times tomorrow at real estate, you won't even find a studio in Manhattan. It's really sick, isn't it? You won't find 500 square feet in Manhattan, this little tiny box of a fourth floor walk up for that amount. But you could go to Highland Falls, which is just 40, what is it, 41 miles north of the George Washington Bridge, have a house that overlooks the Hudson River, three bedrooms, beautiful walk to the town, walk to West Point, walk to Bear Mountain if you want to walk a long way. Uh, really wonderful. And uh, you can call Bobby Fallon. Her number is 845 446 2238-845-446-2238. Tell Bobby you heard about this on my show. She'll be really nice to you. I know Bobby personally. She's a wonderful person. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. We've got about five minutes left to the show, and I promised you I'd talk about breast lifts because it is the breast lift season. It really is. This is uh, such a popular procedure, and everybody... I, I can't even think of a person in the last 30 years that I've operated on that after a breast lift didn't say, I wish I had done this sooner. Because so many of you, after you have had your children, you know, your belly gets stretched out and your breasts sag. And usually what's ha what happens is your breasts lose volume with the pregnancy. Now, a breast lift does not involve making your breasts larger, but they will look larger. And the reason for that is I remove skin, but I don't remove breast tissue. And we kind of rearrange the skin on the breast to give you kind of a bra-like effect. So with or without a bra, your breast will stand up. You look better in clothing and outside of clothing. But the nice thing about a breast lift, there's no implant. The procedure is done as an outpatient. So it usually takes about three hours or so. And I promise my patients something I never should promise, that it doesn't, won't hurt afterwards. And, and the truth is probably 95% of patients, Tylenol only, it's probably higher than that, honestly. It's been a long time since I've actually had to prescribe something like Percocet after a breast lift because if you do it right, if the plastic surgeon does it right, uh, we don't touch the muscle, and that's what hurts in a, a breast procedure. We simply rearrange and remove extra skin. So it's a really nice procedure. It's an outpatient procedure, and you can drive as early as two days later. Can't promise that 100%, uh, but most of my patients, they can because they're not taking any pain medicine other than Tylenol, and you can drive and you go back to work as early as two or three days later because you're wearing clothes. Uh, you know, obviously there's swelling and there's bruising and things like that, but you feel fine after a breast lift. And, the, and one of the things that, that has made the biggest change in my practice doing a, a fair amount of breast lifts, breast augmentations, and breast reductions is the use of something called Dermabond. And Dermabond is a glue. This is not a commercial for Dermabond. I should do a commercial for them. Uh, it's replaced the stitches that we used to put hundreds of stitches on the surface of the skin. And it was the stitches that hurt a lot. Every time you moved, they kind of sawed back and forth. I still put hundreds and hundreds of stitches in the breast, but underneath where they don't hurt. And then on the surface of the skin, I use Dermabond. There's only three stitches on the outside of the skin on each breast. And we take those out about a week or so later, but it's the Dermabond, which is a glue that has made such a big difference. Uh, it has decreased infection rate because it's antibacterial. 
it has it has decreased the discomfort after the procedure. There's no cross marks. There's no lines, you know, from the stitches. So Dermabond has really revolutionized uh, the way we do, most of us, and me in particular, uh, breast surgery and other surgery. It's a very, very nice technique. So the breast lift is very popular. A lot of people do it on a weekend. You come in on a Thursday, you're back to work on Monday with this procedure. And again, it's an outpatient procedure. Procedure. I do it under general anesthesia. I think it does work best that way. All right, Noah's beginning to wave his arms. It, he becomes frantic at the end of the show. Get out of the studio, he says. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Now, my phone number during the week, I've got a, an office in Manhattan, an office in New Jersey. Give me a call, 212-753-1820. Check out my website, perryplasticsurgery.com. It's very informative, very interesting. And by the way, the products, it's on they're on drperrys.com or on amazon.com. DrPerrys.com. You can go to and read the blog. The blog's a good place to learn things. All right. Noah, thanks so much for great engineering. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll see everybody 6 o'clock next week. Bye-bye now.